Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So a lot has been made about Clay Thompson being washed. He's getting run through the ringer on social media, the talking heads, the hot takes. And I, as you probably have as well as a Warriors fan, have had some frustrations with Clay Thompson this season. And all that is completely legit, fair. We're allowed to have those feelings and whatnot because Clay has not been good this year. That being said, this doesn't change how <laughs> he's contributed to this team, how he's a Hall of Fame player, uh, second greatest shooter of all time, in my opinion. And he is he's a legend, statue, whatever, all that stuff. Name 15 streets after him in the Bay. I don't care. But Clay Thompson is the man, and he always will be. But, 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 all that stuff is for after the fact after the season, after the playoffs, if the Warriors get there, after his career, all that jazz. This season, he has been bad. After last year, when he led the league in three pointers made, I expected that he would be at least close to that. You know, if you didn't, congrats to you, you figured it out. But the thing to me is that, you know, Clay always wanted to get back to who he was before, right? He he said he wanted to be an all-star. That's not going to happen. You know, it was clear early in the season that Clay Thompson maxed out his recovery from those two devastating leg injuries, the ACL in the 2019 NBA Finals, and then also the Achilles in the fall of 2020 before the season. So he's not going to get any better. That was clear. It's it's obviously clear now, but it was pretty clear when he was chasing shots, making bad decisions, clanking everything this way, that the other, and playing, you know, not Clay Thompson defense. He's just not quick enough, right? Because there's a couple things, a combination of the injuries and then age. If he were younger, even just a few years younger, maybe it's a little bit different, but he's not. He would be losing a a step no matter what right now, even if he didn't have those leg injuries. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, him also wanting to get that max contract or whatever, which is definitely not going to happen. Didn't think it was going to happen before. Definitely don't think it's going to happen now. But, you know, he peaked in his recovery uh, last season pretty much, right? But then just reality started taking him down. He's never going to be that dude again. You know what I mean? And it's tough. It's a tough, bitter pill for us to swallow as fans who've watched him over the years. Obviously, it's even tougher for him because out of all the Warriors core guys, he's the only one that hasn't come off the bench uh, because (laughs) if he comes off the bench, he may never come back off it. I always felt that in his later years, right? I've talked about the Spurs analogy. Uh, Steph is Tim Duncan. Clay is Manu Ginobili. Uh, Draymond is Tony Parker, you know, the guy that, that runs the show. And Jonathan Kaminga is now the Kawhi Leonard. Not exactly the same game, but that bridge piece who all of a sudden takes more responsibility from the vets. And I always felt that Clay eventually would be the Manu Ginobili off the bench. I don't think he's ready to do that. I think that's going to happen probably next season. 
if he comes back. And I think he will come back because there's no other team that's going to offer him more money, most likely, because the Warriors, I think, will let the market dictate what Clay is going to get, but then maybe even pad it because <laughs> just a little bit, maybe just for that sentimental value. Cause I think the Warriors are really sentimental with his core in that respect. And to me, to me, he's not going to get a starting job. I mean, that's, that's obvious uh, for the most part, unless he goes to a team where they just need some, some spot up shooter, whatever. I don't, I don't think Clay's that guy anyway. So, when you look at Clay, I think he's going to be coming back. And depending on how this season shakes out, I've talked to people in the YouTube comments about this stuff. Depending on how this season shakes out, I think that, you know, Clay will be approached by Mike Dunleavy, Steve Kerr in the offseason when it's more, when there's more turnover, when there's more change, depending on how the, the season ends. Like, okay, you know, we're going to move forward and make some changes and do this, do that, the other. And I think Clay should be coming off the bench at that point because when he's in that starting lineup, he can't take the starting athletic point guard of the other team. That doesn't happen anymore. And if he's not hitting his shots, he's been clanking really badly. If he's not hitting those shots, then what really does he give you if he's not helping you on defense and not hitting those shots? You know what I mean? Because he can play bigger on defense, but... The Warriors, as of now, have better guys who can play bigger on defense in the starting lineup. Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins, you know? So with Clay coming off the bench, I think that is more likely, especially when it becomes a contract thing. It's like, okay, here's the contract. It's it's like, you know, a little less than Draymond or something. And maybe now you come off the bench. I think that'd be great, you know? I also think the problem with Clay is that he has been chasing 2019 Clay. We've all wanted to see it, but you know the reality is it's not going to happen. And it was clear uh, months ago, maybe a year ago, that it wasn't going to happen. So you look at some of these guys who've hit their mid 30s. Uh, you know, just to be extreme, let's say Jordan, say Kobe, like these guys who adjusted their games to their old man games. You know what I mean? And even Steph, he has adjusted his game to the physicality. He's, he's bulked up and he's changed his game a little bit because he's lost a step, you know? So you have to adjust. I think Clay hasn't let himself adjust. He's been trying so hard to get back to where he was, who he was, that his old man game is not there. And that old man game is going to be what helps him in the next three, four years if he sticks around, you know? Uh, right? I named Jordan, I named Kobe. Those guys all figured out how to hit uh, fadeaway turnaround jumpers. Clay can hit mid-rangers, but can he hit them more consistently? Can he develop anything else beyond just the, the, the coming off a of screen three? It is disturbing, though, that for a guy who, you know, <laughs> has one of the purest strokes in NBA history that he's missing so badly, right? That tells me, and I said this earlier in the season, that, like, I assume that his shooting form from the waist up is fine because he's never had an, an arm or hand or wrist or whatever, finger injury. And so maybe it's something with his base. Maybe it's just not balanced. I mean, he would know this probably more than I would, uh, but... There's some reason 
Clay was missing left and right. And you all know, we all know that that is a bad sign. You can miss short, you can miss long, because that means you're online, offline. Uh, maybe your legs are tired, maybe you're overcompensating. But if you're missing left or right, your shot is just plain off. You know what I mean? And that is where he's at right now. So Clay Thompson is not 100% washed. He's older. You know, he has to accept the fact that 2019 is not going to come back at this point. And he needs to figure out who he's going to be moving into the future. You know, I get it, man. Chasing ghosts is tough. Like that injury, those those two injuries. I remember when the ACL happened. It was devastating, heartbreaking, whatever. The Warriors gave him max contract. You know what I mean? But now it's the reality. You know, the Warriors have three core dudes. They cannot afford to be given legacy, thank you, gift contracts to all three dudes. The Bulls did that with Michael Jordan in the late 90s, but he was still Jordan, you know, a little bit older, but he was still the fulcrum, still the best in the league. So, you know, maybe the Warriors could do that with Steph, but they want to keep winning. And you can't do that with Clay. You can't do that with Draymond. Draymond took the, what, 24, 27 million, I forgot what it was, uh, but he got four years. Maybe you do that with Clay. I think that's the path forward. I definitely don't think he's going to get like some big lump sum. But if the Warriors want to continue winning, they have to be smart. And I don't think Clay deserves anything above Draymond at this point because when they're on the court together, Draymond is still super effective. He just hasn't been able to stay on uh, the court because of suspensions for half the season. As an aside, you know, when Pajemski got uh, in that net game, when he got the flagrant two, we got fouled by Claxton. Draymond, you know, yelled at the ref to, you know, just shouted like, hey, or whatever. But he didn't go up to Claxton. He didn't get a technical. He didn't lose uh, his mind on that one. So props to Draymond on that. But with Clay, you know, it's like, hey, you have to accept who you are, where you are. If he didn't have that injury, I'm sure he would be able to accept it more and more gracefully age into his uh, latter years as uh, a Warriors player. But right now, he's like fighting, right? It's almost like this midlife crisis. My buddy Airman Toronto likened it to Tim Lincecum of the Giants back in the day. I think it's a little bit different because the arcs of their careers and whatnot, but, you know, it's similar. It's similar in the sense that this guy was uh, amazing, kind of uh, just a unique ability and every now and then you would get flashes of it right maybe Linscom didn't get hurt but it was just like flashes of who they were and every now and then it's like oh he's back but then you know not really you know that it's just kind of a fleeting memory and it's something that you'll get every few times you see him you know and I think for Clay this season I don't think Kerr has any intention of benching him because right now, at least benching him from the starting lineup, because right now, like the team is searching for some kind of continuity and chemistry. Those are changes you make when you have three, four months off, right? When you make overhauling changes. So I think with Clay, it's like you start him and then you see how he is. And is it, is he in the closing lineup? Guaranteed? No. Right. If he's playing well, Yes. If he's not, 
you have options. You have Moses Moody, Gary Payton the second, uh, maybe Chris Paul if he's still on the team and gets healthy. Uh, Brandon Pajemski, of course, apparently Guy Santos now. <laughs> you know, Lester Quinones. Uh, shout out to the G League guys. So I think that's where it, it kind of stands because hey, Steve Kerr gave Clay an opportunity. Uh, we criticized him for it because he was way too loyal to playing these guys, going with the vets, trying to help Clay get his contract. I don't know what. And now, thankfully, Steve Kerr has changed. I mean, listen, like the Warriors, they had a dependable closing lineup. This whole dynasty, right? It was the death lineup, different variations of it. And even when they won in 2022, when it was not the death lineup, he had a fixed number of vets that he liked going to, right? Maybe he'd swap out uh, Looney, put in Peyton, uh, Bielitsa, whatever. But even now, like that's, that's way less. You have to find what works. And what works is Steph, Draymond, Kaminga, and the two other guys <laughs> that are playing well, right? Lately, it's Pajemski, uh, Wiggins for defense, etc. So that is where it stands, and you got to win games. And Kerr gave Clay that chance, and uh, you know that's just how it goes. I know it's tough. <laughs> it sucks that Clay is hearing all this. I mean, that's the the pain, the annoyance of being famous, I suppose, on social media. Like the adulation is great, but the criticism. The trash talk, you know, people coming coming to get you when you're down, that is probably pretty pretty dang rough for him. And uh, you know, I hope that he uh, improves. I hope that he finds his way on this team uh, the rest of the season and and next season. And also, you know, Kerr, you know, shout out to Kerr for saying that he's going to close with the best guys if the. If the guys on the court are playing well, he's going to close with them, which is a huge, huge change, a 180 from how he was at the beginning of the season. You go back to that Kings game when Moody hit, what, three threes in the fourth quarter and then uh, Kerr subbed him out for Wiggins. Wiggins should have come in the game. Clay should have gone out. So, you know, hey, maybe if the Warriors had a cushion, uh, there were 10 games over 500 or something or even five games, maybe Clay uh, would get a longer leash in that respect but hey just like last season when they were trying to win games and Kerr uh, weirdly went with guys like Anthony Lamb over Jonathan Kaminga and, and Moses Moody now he's trying to figure out what wins games earlier in the season he thought it was his vets we knew it took him a while but we knew that wasn't working and now he's going with uh, the youngsters and a mix of whomever is really really clicking on a particular evening so Shout out to Kerr for that one. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see what what happens with Clay in the next few weeks. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, 
on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.